Kia ora and welcome to the Arts Village People. This is the podcast where the village highlights its upcoming events and showcases some artists and creators in our community. We are your hosts, Smithy James Sarah and Tara Prieto. And we are joined today by our guest, Anna Hayes. Would you like to say a quick hello to our listeners? Kia ora koutou. Uh, hi to everyone listening. Before we get to know more about Anna, I'm going to do some community highlights to keep everyone in the loop on what's happening in our community or with... Um, yeah, Kopapa that our community members are doing. Anna Hayes will be talking about Apato, which is her um, solo exhibition. It will begin on the 5th of August and the official opening is at 2 p.m. on Saturday, the 6th. Also, market in your calendars. We've got a spring market happening here at the village, happening on the 15th of October. More details coming soon. <laughs> Also, um, we are, as of recording, we will be opening an exhibition by um, Pleasure Painters this coming 30th of July at 10.30 a.m. And the following week on the 6th of August as well is um, Geiseland Art Group. And yeah, that's for community highlights. And now we will get to know more about Anna Hayes. Kia ora no koutou, ko maumau kai te maunga, ko nuhaka te awa, ko takitimu te waka, ko Nati kahanunu, ki te wairo, te iwi, ko Nati rā kaipaka, te hapu, ko kahanunu, te marae, ko rūtorua, tōku kainga, ko Jason Moyo, Takutane, ko Anna Hayes tōku ingo, so I'm originally from Wairoa, it's where all my bones are, but I've lived in Rotorua f- since 1997. Can't do the maths on that long time anyway. <laughs> uh, 25? Yeah, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Chef of three of me. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's me and I'm a kairaranga, so I, I weave predominantly with native plant fibres. In 2013, I graduated um, from Tuanango Aotearoa with a Bachelor in Māori Visual Art. And I was very fortunate to have learned under the tutelage of Geraldine Karikari, um, started me off. And then I was with Melita Bennett and my last year of study um, in my research project, I was lucky enough to have fire rose to Ratana. So, yeah, it's... That story. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much yeah, for um, joining us today. What's the process usually like in creating a piece or like a weaving, uh, a weaved piece? Like what's your process like? Yeah, good question. For me, I get a vision of something in my mind. Like I actually see it. It'll just come to me and then I'll somehow, I don't know how it happens, it just sort of comes out of my hands yeah yeah so I don't do any drawings or sketchings and I try and um, think of things that I haven't seen done before so Mm. I'm a very contemporary artist but use ancient Māori weaving techniques in a a contemporary way oh that must be nice (laughs) yeah we've got to sketch things out (laughs) and plan it well I mean it all starts in the head really Mm. yeah yeah. I guess everyone just like skips a bit sometimes. Mm. There's like a, I can't remember his artist's name, but he doesn't use sketches. He just, right. because he's just so used to it. Yeah. And it's just become like, oh yeah, I know what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like, wow, well, okay. 
Yeah, that's kind of how it is. I guess when I was learning, I probably, well, we always had to keep a visual diary, um, Mm. which some people enjoyed and some didn't. So I've kind of kept a photographic timeline of things Mm. that I've made. And if there's something like recently I needed, because Rarang is all about numbers, I wish that they'd use it to teach maths in school. But yeah, if you get your numbers wrong, your um, final product just won't work. So mm-hmm. you'd think I'd remember these numbers because I've been weaving for a while now, but I still have to kind of think hard about that. Or I've got a whāraki, which I wove 10 years ago, and it's on the wall, so I'll measure what I'm going to make and then put the tape measure against the whāraki and mm-hmm. kind of roughly go, OK, mm-hmm. so I need 800 whenu and then... Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All about numbers. See, that's new information for me, but I guess it <laughs> makes sense. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I was like, oh, there must be no numbers. Not there yeah. is. Because I feel like if cool. you miss something, you just got left with like a hole or it's yeah. not really coming together. It's kind of. It starts falling apart. Yeah, so in, in the pattern, so our, our language was um, not written like English is written. Mm. Um, it was in our art. Mm. And so many of the patterns, either in Whakaero or in Mahiraranga, represent something. Mm. So, mm. Um, for instance, Nihoi Tanifa, that works in, in multiples of three. So you've got to times that however big you want it to be by three because when you close your piece, it won't, you know, it, it, it won't close properly, it won't mm. work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. If it's a flat piece, numbers don't matter. But most often, like if it's kiti or a hinaki or something, you know, mm. then, then you need to get your numbers right, depending on your pattern. If it's mm. takitahi, which is under one and over one, and that's our universal pattern, every single culture has woven every single culture for necessity and I believe it's the most primitive art form on the planet some would disagree particularly clay artists I guess but um, <laughs> like you know when when Pepe is born you have to have something to tie off their pito and that was yeah. always muka or whatever fibre you had around mm. yeah so some cultures use willows some pandanus some bamboo mm. we predominantly use Harakeke to coke up and now, but yeah, it just depends where where in the world you live as to what mm. resource you use. Yeah. Yeah. But we've all done it for necessity. I think in the Philippines we use um, this native plant called anahau. It's got like really wide leaf. Also, I think we used like oh, we weave our rice to cook in coconut leaves. That was one of the weaving things I learned, but I've just not. Right. Yeah. I, I forgot how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, you're right. I think it's in a lot of cultures. Yeah. yeah, every single one, I believe, because you have to have clothing. If you look at all our clothing, you know, fabrics that's woven, mm. vessels for carrying things and, and eating food from or cooking food mm. from or nets to catch fish or even snares, you know, bird snares. One is mm. a whakatoki, which I must remember, but I don't. And it's about the wheat, you know. One thread on its own has got no colour nor strength, but you put two or three together and then you get you get strength, oh. you know, unity in numbers. And, yeah, so plaiting and middle or the twining, that's all belongs to the weaving whānau. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, true, the birds. <laughs> yeah, nā manu, they heard me say snares. <laughs> so um, for your art practice, like, why sustainable arts? Because I completely understand with weaving, 
you know, you can use like wires and whatnot, but like, I mean, taking it back to your roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Smithy, yeah, I grew up miles from nowhere. I was very um, fortunate. I had a privileged upbringing comparatively and we lived way in the sort of back of nowhere and um, didn't get TV till, I don't know, I was maybe four or five and then we weren't really allowed to watch it. So I always <laughs> um, have kind of amused myself or look, or been an outside person, you know, mm. like, yeah, and, and just making our own fun whatever was around and I think uh, more and more as I get older and as I see what's happening um, globally is a real shift to going back to some of that mm. real natural yeah. um, natural products kind on our mother earth papa tuanuku and also each other mm. yeah so I, I like something for me my weaving is my meditation it mm. springs me it's just like you have that it's a transferring of energy if I'm feeling a little bit rough usually my weavings will end up a little bit rough mm. and that's the same I understand for most kairaranga and probably you both know that as artists too if you're a bit wee wee wah wah you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think sustain, you know, being a bit sustainable and growing mm. what we use and finding what's around us and making the most of that allows us to really thrive. Mm. Mm. You mentioned about um, being young and having to entertain yourself, um, being outdoors and not even having to use the TV, <laughs> even now that you've got it. Um, but um, I wanted to know, like, um, what got you into weaving, like? Why particularly raranga? A really good question. And I guess actually raranga found me in some ways, you know. Yeah, I've always been a creative person. I believe I was born creative from a very young age. I was making things and Mm. my mum was a fabulous um, dressmaker and taught me to sew and my, so same with my nan. Mm. And um, I just remember making things from far back as I can remember. And um, in fact, weaving with wool mm. and more like darning because mm. I'm 52, so we grew up darning our socks <laughs> or our dad's socks. <laughs> um, and so then, uh, yes, went off to school, but it was not um, encouraged to be an artist, was certainly not encouraged um, mm. in our whanau, um, nor anybody of that sort of generation. My dad's favourite saying was don't get a BA that's a bugger all and um (laughs) and I kind of didn't know what to do with myself Mm. so did everything back to front I was a mum at 20 and then um went to university when my son went to university Mm. and followed my passion then which Mm. which is art and I'd done um oh it's a bit of a long story Mm. but um my mum passed away when I was 15 and I'd entered a sewing Mm. competition and she died uh, uh, so I got through to the final she Mm. died and then I had the then it was the finals Mm -hmm. and I won and I always had this bogey in my head that Mm. I only won because the judges felt sorry for me. (laughs) Of course when you're 15 you think the whole world revolves around you. (laughs) So um, roll on, I don't know how many years probably 20 or 30 Um, and then in 2007 I think I'd be good at maths but I'm not. Whenever however many years that was Mm. I entered the Rotorua Colour and Creations Awards I think it was called then just to have a crack at getting you know seeing if I actually am any good at this I entered the um, cultural section and June Grant was one of the judges 
And um, the piece that I made, which had weaving in it, no one had shown me how to do it. I just wove some harakeke. And it was based on near glassy. All the press was saying it was, you know, Māori this and Māori that. And I believed then and firmly still believe that it was it's it's a it's a society issue and the Euro- European influence had much more of a dramatic effect mm. on what's happening socially mm. um, through colonization so anyway long story I made this piece and June said to me what do you do for a job mm-hmm. and I told her and she goes you're in the wrong career you're an artist <laughs> and um, so from then, um, the next year, my son went to university and I had a bit of a midlife crisis thinking, oh dear, <laughs> my reason for getting out of bed in the mornings left home, um, what shall I do with myself? And I um, then, I actually gave up my job, was going to move to Fakatane and enrol in the Bachelor of Māori Visual Art over there mm. in Awanuarangi. The programme didn't run, so I was without a job. And things always work out as they should. I ended up getting employed at Tuanango Aotearoa and was mm. uh, able to work and study then. So I um, oh, cool. yeah, did my level four then. Oh, it was a bit different then. You know, three years you'd do a diploma, then one final year towards your bachelor's, and that's how I did it then. Yeah, so... Yeah, so yeah, kind of, as I say, found me much like my, my whakapapa. I didn't know my whakapapa growing up. So, yeah, it's it's that story. <laughs> oh, I just love the idea of an art medium finding you. Like, mm. 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 <laughs> mm. Telling you you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> oh. oh, also, like, yeah, um, June Grant telling you, like, you're in the wrong career. It's like, oh, my God, that's like, sounds magical. <laughs> yeah. I caught up with June recently. I mm-hmm. hold her in extremely high regard, and mm-hmm. it's another long story. But we had a catch up, and and she's influenced so many people. She's just um, yeah, real real tonga for our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has been like your inspirations, like for all your work that you do? Well, probably. Let me have a good think about this. My son's partner got me onto Instagram quite a few years ago and I think it's just amazing because there are artists on there that I've never met Mm. um, which I hope to one day but we've developed a virtual friendship I guess Mm. if that's you know and there's um, a lady on there her name is La Herc, Mrs. Herc's Hats. Mm. Um, she's Tahitian and just the coolest, funkiest lady, I believe. <laughs> One day I'll meet her, I'm sure. And, you know, I look at what she does and how she uplifts other artists. She's always you know, supporting anybody um, who's done the, you know, the flashest um, to the roughest creation, she's encouraging. Mm. And she really does inspire me. And um, there's another um, mother and daughter, Kairaranga's on there, Charlene Fraser. If you look at her, oh, mm, Atahua, like mm. to, straight from the gods. I don't know how she <laughs> does what she does. And um, that is, and obviously in her whakapapa, her daughter is the same. Yeah, Shaney. And so, yep, they inspire me. Todd Cooper inspires me um, beyond measure. And same with Iwi Leconte. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody who's sort of working in the indigenous art, 
Indigenous arts space, probably heaps more. I mean, <laughs> Geraldine Karikari, who, who I was fortunate to begin my journey with, she's just an amazing, amazing weaver and beautiful person. Mm. Yeah, um, she doesn't have much of an online presence, but yeah, I, I often think of those artists and, and aspire to be as, I guess, as lovely as they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anna, but you are lovely. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, like, um, yeah. for those of you who are not familiar with Anna, um, yeah, I'm learning so much from her at the moment because I've known Anna since I've worked here at the village. And um, I know that she's um, done some awesome, awesome um, mahi with um, the migrant community here in her um, English-speaking raranga and raranga classes that she runs with Multicultural Council. And also um, she's weaved um, the little kete we've got for our um, Rapua Te Rongoa Māori um, activity books at the village. Yeah, so I'm just saying. Thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> uh, thanks, Taro. Yeah, it's, I think, yeah, it's good to, it's what makes me feel good. And I think it, if everybody could understand that themselves too, mm. although it's so hard. Um, life is challenging, mm. but I I get my enjoyment out of giving here. Yeah, like I've mentioned a few of the weaved pieces that you've got. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention as well the hinaki. If you've been oh, by the you. village during Te Pokitakita in one of our um, educational stations of the stars, we had a hinaki with like the eels and little fishies. Anna made that hinaki as well. And <laughs> Yeah, so um, I want to know, what are the most interesting weave pieces that you've done? The, your favorite one and like a challenging piece that you've made? Okay, I'm not too sure about the favorite one. I'll let that one just sort of yeah. ruminate for a minute. But challenging <laughs> probably um, because it's fresh in my mind mm -hmm. um, for my exhibition that's coming up down in, in Pataka Art and Museum. I've woven a guitar case. And there's so many components and challenges in something shaped like a guitar mm. to actually be functional and to, you know, up until my exhibition is, is, is about pieces that you can use, right? So I wanted to, although perhaps some um, famous rock star might buy it, um, <laughs> Uh, it could equally go to a um, famous ear guitarist who just mm. wants it to sit in their houses <laughs> but whatever it is I, it, it can be used mm. yeah. and so um, yeah I had to get the number of fenu which we call you know our, our strips of harakeke um, the number just right for the um, you know for the shape of the guitar if I had too many then it wouldn't fit the bass or if I had um, too little the guitar wouldn't fit in it so that was a bit of a, a design challenge and then like I get these ideas and just start them without actually thinking it through and I learn as I go and they're like oh, heck, oh, where am I going to put the hinges and how are the hinges going to hold and all of those things mm. but um, just by some miracle it just all comes together <laughs> yeah. but that was probably the one that had me scratching my head the most about how can I be um, like what am I going to use here what is around me without mm. going and spending money on something I did have to buy a couple of things for it of course mm. but yeah it challenged me to, to complete that piece and I don't know how many hours but it's um, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing people's reactions when they mm. see it or perhaps have some mm. feedback because I've never seen a guitar case that's 
got weaving mm-hmm. in it before. It's not a totally woven piece, but it's, um, yeah, well, you'll see it eventually <laughs> <laughs> and try not to give too much away. Yeah. And I guess coming to that, yeah, I, I enjoyed weaving the surfboard case that I've um, got as my, yeah. um, Calais said to me, it's my karanga piece. And I love that mm-hmm. because it, it kind of is, it's been used on the promotional material, on the imitation, and it's on their um, website as the star photo and that. Mm-hmm. Again, I'd never seen anybody have a woven surfboard case. Yeah. And um, my Tane is an avid surfer. He's at one in the ocean. Mm. And so there were a number of surfboards around for me to, <laughs> <use>. <laughs> so, uh, to see how I could make something come together. So, yeah, uh, actually a rifle case that I made, Todd Cooper, has that. He, we're doing a little... Um, swap of um, which I'm incredibly grateful that he wanted to firstly have something that I wove and then to to offer a, a trade because mm-hmm. man he's he's amazing <laughs> yeah so um, yeah that was another one of my favourite pieces that he has and he's recently showing me pictures of it on his wall so oh, that's yeah cool. yes yeah, so yeah so I guess that's the, the yeah three pieces there yeah and all of them you can use which is, mm. yeah, what I want weaving to be a um, sort of not... I admire the weavers that can reproduce pieces that are in museums, you know, mm. some of those um, kākahu and and the pa- patterns and some of the kiti and, mm. wow, they can reproduce them as if they were made 200 years ago, that I don't have that gift. What I want to do is make weaving fashionable again, mm. make it funky, like, mm. yeah, you can use this, you can do that, you can make that yourself and, yeah, bring it into the next century, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so for your exhibition that is coming up next week, yeah, next yeah. week. Jeez, that's really close. Um, Apatu. What was it like processing, like going through the process of starting it up, mm-hmm. and like, I guess, why, mm-hmm. why, why start an exhibition? Well, that's a good question. Again, on Instagram, I'd seen um, Pataka had come mm-hmm. up, and I sort of knew it's well regarded for Māori art. Um, and so I made a little bucket list for myself, is right. that one day I'd like to exhibit there. Mm-hmm. And my first exhibition, solo exhibition was here at the Arts mm-hmm. Village in 2015, so a number of years ago now. And after that, I had one other um, the following year up in Auckland at um, Studio One in Ponsonby. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had a solo exhibition since then. And um, I wanted, as I say, people to sort of use their weaving. Not mm. You can hang it on the wall if mm. you want to, mm. but you can also wear it. Yeah. Um, I like to make a lot of my own clothing and I've been making men's ties for probably close to 10 years mm. now. Um, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've got known for that a little bit. And I thought, oh, what else can I do? I don't want to get, you know. So then I started um, looking at sort of contemporary belts, um, Mm. you know, got the rifle case, hand warmers I've been making for some time with possum line. Yeah. 
So when I reflected on what it is I do, then I suddenly realised actually I'm making accessories. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't set out to do that. It's just mm. what it seemed to be my, um, yeah, my go-to. So then I thought, oh, why not focus an exhibition around it? Mm. And yeah, so to get into Pataki, you have to apply, and it sort of was quite a lengthy process. Mm. Um, so I've had plenty of lead-in time mm. to create a body of work. Mm. Um, so I've got some big pieces. I've got two surfboard covers, guitar case, a ukulele case. I've got belts, ties, leg warmers, hand warmer, mm. um, sort of handbags, of course, man bags, hats. <laughs> yeah, 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 all cool. those. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it sort of says that it's fashionable accessories, which mm. most people think of you could wear, I suppose. Mm. Um, couldn't wear the surfboard case, but you could probably sleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> down the beach if you yeah. want it, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, true. so yeah, I sort of took that theme of accessories a bit mm. broader, mm. Um, yeah, to give a few surprises, which I guess I've just blown all my surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to come and see yeah. them. <laughs> we, could, we could ask Joshua to cut off now. <laughs> no, it's yeah. all good. It'll be good if people, because yeah. I guess if people then they'll start to visualise, oh, I mm. wonder what what that will look like. Mm, yeah. That's how I do anyway. People's, yeah, so that's what people can expect, I guess. So congratulations on the exhibition. Yes. We are very stoked about it and real excited um, to hear that um, you're exhibiting like all these awesome accessories. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them maybe online. I don't know if I can travel yeah. down. But um, um, yeah, it's at Pataka in Porirua. I Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, congratulations again. Yeah. And um, it's so awesome that we've got someone like you in the community producing awesome work like that. Yeah, nah. But after your exhibition, have you got like um, future projects or what's next? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, my dream is to be a full time artist, mm. like all artists, I guess. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I'm really fortunate that I have my work with the with migrant community. I'm very grateful mm. to have that mahi. And yeah, before we go too much further, I'd like to acknowledge the Arts Village because you've been my, I guess, fertile soil. Te Aroa yeah. have allowed me to grow in, you know, in their presence in the shadow of, of our maunga, um, Nongataha, and here on this land that's gifted by Te Aroa. And 10 years ago was when I first had a piece uh, in the public eye at an mm. exhibition here, mm. a Matariki exhibition. And so, yeah, the Arts Village is just um, incredibly grateful to have, or oh. well, we are, uh, our Rotorua Tangata are really, really lucky to have this here um, and you guys making this building come to life and all that you do here mm. um, so in saying all that my big goal is to be able to earn squillions of dollars so I can reinvest <laughs> it into this amazing community oh. and other communities particularly those that are not as well represented mm. um, yeah. my tane loves touch rugby, it's his is my thing, touch mm. rugby's his and so I've learned that not always the best players represent the country it's the ones that can afford it mm. no just to speak to all mm. those who do go yeah. you probably are pretty amazing <laughs> but you know um, to be able to fund some of those sporting um, mm. you know not just touch this mm. yeah so yeah. I'd like to be able to reinvest if I can I've been pestering in New Zealand for about 18 months now if I put it on here then maybe it might 
be the catalyst, but yeah. um, get the community behind me. I want to them to be using woven harakiki rodo traditional mm. food baskets for mm. their lolly baskets and it's been simmering away I think there are five people still considering it I haven't got a yes but I haven't got a no mm. um, so I just believe mm. that for that investment for them and it will fit their sustainability framework yeah. that the well-being it will give their customers their travellers just mm. it will lift somebody's spirits yeah. to recognise oh yeah that's a photo then mm. give the pride that people mm. will feel particularly our Māori travellers mm. to you know yeah. be getting on a plane in yeah. Los Angeles and go oh neat all right yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, and I'd like to be able to employ local Māori to help me make enough for their fleets but that's uh, yeah put it out there it might just happen <laughs> the universe might yeah. be right yeah, yeah but some some oh. such thing to be able to I guess bring in enough money which is just a means of trade make us all have mm. a few more choices yeah. in life yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely a dream, yeah. Because mm. there's cool. Maldives like now. What, what do we like get known for? Like uh, Pernamu or the haka and tattoos, tamuko. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. Like it'll be good to like you know expand that. That's um, it. Yeah, yeah, in an authentic way, mm. Smithy. Because mm. yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, like far. It, it's just out of it that you know everyone loves the haka, but let's be real. So does everyone love Māori? Mm. Like we are. Mm. So the racism is alive yeah. and well, mm. and we need to talk about it. And mm. but only by sh- bringing light to that will it. Mm. Will it yeah. sort of dissolve it? Mm. And um, most of the art that I've done, apart from this apatoa, have had sort of political messages in them. Mm. I guess, nice. yes. yeah, to try and raise awareness mm. yeah. of um, of what's gone on. Like every country in the world's been colonised, pretty much. So let's not pretend it's mm. <laughs> hey, like yeah. gosh, let's just talk about it. And and yeah, yeah, so. Oh, don't know how I got onto that. No, no, <laughs> Sorry, taking no. us no. down that Look, path. But because, yeah. like, I have cousins, well, this was quite a while ago, and that's how they kind of saw our culture, or well, Māori mm. culture, is like, oh, it's a heitaki. I can get one that's plastic, that's cheaper than this. Mm. It's like, do you know what it means? Do, do you mm. understand what it is? Yeah. It shouldn't be plastic, but people sell it as plastic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a part of a culture. Yeah. Oh, I had a korero about that just last night because um, we were given um, some tiki soaps, uh, soaps in the shape of oh. tiki. And my flatmates and I didn't use it. We just have it like on display. And I it's like, oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't plan on using it. And then one of my mates was like, isn't it weird? That's like a sacred thing. Like, isn't mm. it weird to rub it like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on your body while you're bathing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like interest, yeah. That is interesting. And I, yeah, mm. I'm sure that whoever made that probably didn't intend. Yeah. We'd hope yeah. not. But it's, um, yeah, and it's only through talking yeah. that you can learn yeah. mm. and share and realize. I mean, yeah, I've said and done some stupid things in my time, like mm. we all have. Yeah. Um, but it's just by having mm. courageous conversations and yeah. not, not taking it personally, yeah. not going, oh, man. It's directed at me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to en- encourage that, I don't know, mm. that korero, so we can all learn and be better. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. more of an understanding. Yeah. That's yeah. it, understanding, and, yeah. And if we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I won't do that. Or like, I don't know, it's up to the person, yeah. whoever it is. 
yeah. wants to use the soap or <laughs> buy a plastic thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's saving you money, it's saving you money, but it's also damaging the environment too. Yeah, yeah. that's a strange thing, and that's yeah. the, I guess, the difference in worldviews. Some people, mm, yeah. you know, for industrialization and all of that that's come mm. basically along with all the yeah. isations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's kind of there, and um, and we all can't not be part mm. of that. Mm. Um, and then you've got your indigenous worldviews where we're all connected everything the seen and the unseen um and it's unlearning some of that stuff Mm. um which i think we all have to do Mm. uh unlearn some of the nonsense our well-meaning parents taught us yeah yeah and and i'm my sons probably had to unlearn (laughs) some of the nonsense Mm. i've um passed on to him and then finding that place where you can navigate your way through life and your happy little bubble mm. <laughs> yeah. kind of we yeah. all want to love and be loved and just find that, find your happy place mm. amongst all the all, all, all the energy yeah mm. Yeah. Thank you again for popping in. Um, did you have any like anything that you would like to advertise or any plugs or anything that you want? We can chuck stuff into the description to link them into things. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, I guess if you want to follow me, I'm Anna Hayes Artist on Instagram and my Facebook page is Anna Hayes Creative. And yeah, thank you for inviting me in for the opportunity to do awesome stuff. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming yeah. on. Learned so much from you, and um, yeah, congratulations again for um, yeah. for your exhibition. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much again, Anna, for coming on to our podcast and being our guest. Um, yeah, check out Anna's social media. It'll be in the description of this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at The Arts Village, Rotorua Arts Village on Facebook, and our website is theartsvillage.org.nz. Become a supporter of The Village on our website. Also rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps spread the word. And um, you can listen to wherever podcast platforms you would like to. We're available on Spotify and other th- places. Um, we would like to thank Rotorua Civic Arts Trust for kindly funding this podcast. If you would like to be featured or you know someone who you want to see featured, let us know at activities at artsvillage.org.nz. Yeah, like seriously, if you know someone you want to get featured for listeners or if actually you want to come on and have a korero with us and um, talk about your kopapa, yeah, contact Smithy. <laughs> This has been hosted by Tara Prieto and Smithy James here and produced by Joshua T. Davis. And our guest is Anna Hayes. Woo!